Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello. I have been like a solstice creational queen or something here. Um, There's something very, very special about this solstice here that I've been guided to create all this stuff for us. But I wanted to bring this through. Um, It's deeply encoded for many different things. And so uh, without making this too long of of a thing, I just want to share with you what this is. So this morning I sat down. I'm like, I really need to get start writing. Um, and I've got, you know, I've got different channels that I'm working with in many different ways. Let me just wrap us all in love, light and light love. And if you're here, regardless of where you're coming from, if you're new to me and the work that we do here on the channel, welcome. If you're returning, then you understand the multiplicity and the multidimensionality of a lot of the work that happens here and invite all of you to settle in and just receive this transmission in whatever way is for your highest and greatest good. But I was sitting down this morning to record. Um, I've got a lot of books out there and I've been trying to make them slowly into audiobooks and putting them up on my, I have another channel that's just my name, Tammy Lynn Chambers, for people that just find me from the book series and aren't maybe as woo-woo or, you know, magically inclined and so forth like doing the deeper work. I have that channel and I've been, I want to put some of those audiobooks there. So I started recording the Mist Vamp, which was the first in the Spirit Guides of Tessa Locke series. And, um, you know, if that's something you're interested in, that, that links to all these channels and all the information I talk about in all of these shows is in the show notes. But, um, the mist vamp, I mean, I had many to choose from today. So I want you to just settle in and listen to any metaphors that might pop out from what I'm saying here as solstice blessings for you. I'll tease out what I can. There may be other things that you sense or hear or see in your mind's eye or that your guides might present to you now or within the next 48 hours following this transmission. So this is not necessarily light language. This is a deeply encoded transmission. Um, And oh yeah, a lot of chills. And so you're going to receive it in whatever way is meant for you. Let me take a sip of my tea. So when I sat down to do this, all of my books, of course, were like, we want, you know, to record us. All the spirit friends from all my books were showing up. And I'm like, I'm going to have to pick one. Um, And so suddenly the mist vamp, as he always does, works his way um, into my um, awareness. And um, let me just refresh your memory quickly on who the mist vamp is. He's from my list of spirit guides. Um, we have a whole book that we did for him. That's the one I'm talking about. We're reading, but the Miss Vamp is. Um, so these vamps don't have an earthy feel. I'm reading from my spirit guide descriptions, but more of a flowing water and airy feel. When I connect with them, I feel as if I'm in a dream. This is the person that channeled them in, who's who's the person that ran these spirit guide auctions. We really need to have a spirit guide auction. But they flow in a current of fog or mist and can even shift into a mist at times. They will help you to sharpen your powers of observation and cloak yourself so that you don't stand out so much. 
We've talked about this before. It's the invisibility cloaks and the, if you, God, I did a solstice, a nature walk. I guess I'll have to link to that here where I talked about um, becoming more invisible the higher you rise in vibration. Becoming more, so invisible. I don't need this message to be fast. I just, I need it to be succinct yet powerful. So there's no need to rush. About raising, the, the more you raise in vibration, the more transparent you become to those that are of a lower vibration or working from a lower dimensional state. So these misfamps have a wonderful gift of helping you to tune into and connect with all that is around you in a peripheral sense. For those of you who, who are empathic, this is different than that. It's not an overwhelming feeling, but more of a oneness with all. It really heightens your psychic awareness. So the misfamp is showing up again for the solstice. Um, I've already, you're going to get, if you have the bandwidth, you have the capacity right now for the next month or so to get a boatload of work and projects done. Um, because I sat down to, I recorded in the course of the past, not even 30 minutes, I did the backstory to the Tessa Lock series for that, for my channel, my other channel, my storytelling channel. I recorded the first three chapter audiobook of The Misvamp, and then um, pirates have been coming through again. So this time last year, for those of you that have been around since then, I know some of you have, we were working in June with pirates and with um, the, this book series, this Spirit Guides book series, The Misvamp, I swear, came out this time last year. So I was like, okay, I'm, I want to do then. I looked through, and many books were showing up. So Amber and Diego showed up from um, the Thunder Rose collection. I was like, Amber and Diego, what are you doing here? And then I said, and then I thought Abigail and Dakar showed up from Bringers of the Light. And I'm like, that's interesting. I have two characters, Amber and Diego, AD, and then Abigail and Dakar, AD. So maybe the initials A and D in terms of divine counterparts is significant for someone listening. It's not, it's not necessarily, it kind of is for me, but it's kind of not really, it doesn't A and D don't really do anything for me there. But so then I just sat down after I recorded those two, I swear it's only been, it's only been like 30 minutes. I just channeled in the first chapter of the second book in the Spirit Guides of Tessa Lock series, and we're calling it the Pirates of Crystal Cove. So this morning, pirates came through again, and um, um, Jack Sparrow, not Johnny Depp, but Jack Sparrow came through, um, and I just keep hearing, like, short drop on a southern stop or whatever. I started doing all these, and then Jean Lafitte, who has come to me before, came through, and I'm like, okay, I need to be working with the pirates. I don't know why. I think it's the spirit of adventure, and somehow around this time, we get this, um, these spirits the quote unquote spirit, air quotes, spirit of adventure coming through. So take that as you see fit. And then I'm, so I'm going to read you. This is, this book is going to continue and I will be doing it as an audio book. It just, it propels me to keep writing. If I know that I'm at least posting it and somebody might be listening to it, it, it kind of holds me accountable a little bit to finish because I have so many of these that are unfinished. So maybe there's a message there for you to hold your, be holding yourself accountable in some way for the projects or things that you start or even for just the getting going on something. And I recorded yesterday or the day before, I forget, a, um, a transmission on raising your vibe. 
and um, just finding some fun ways to do that that would help you kind of get out of any lower vibe states that you're feeling. And I swear to you, I do listen to my own work sometimes. It does motivate me quite a bit. I go back, not in an egoic way, but it the it's like confirmation that the transmissions really do work. Um, I went and listened to that again this morning. I was like, whoa, all of a sudden I got all this energy and I set up like a little space um, and then this all this stuff started to flow through and I, I opened myself up to the creativity that wanted to come out but I want to read you I feel that this is very there's a lot going on in this first chapter as with all my books um, they're not well you can see them from the 3d dimensional state or you can see them multi-dimensionally um, regardless they are meant as a fun story, if that's the way you want to look at them. They are meant as, and can be used as oracles in and amongst themselves. You can flip through them or flip through the ebook and put your finger down on anywhere that you feel called to. And I guarantee you that that reading that's there will have some meaning for you. But it go, I've always said my work goes very deep. It goes very even deeper than that because I'm going to read this chapter. I want to read it to you and I'm going to share with you this monad that's coming out of this chapter because it's so deeply woven. So let's, number one, let's just have fun with this transmission and then I will kind of share with you what else is going on here. So this is um, book two, Spirit Guides of Tessa Locke. This is the Pirates of Crystal Cove and this is chapter one and it's called In an Instant. It all happened so fast. Yep. <laughs> One minute, Jenna, she's our, our hair, she's our like Abigail and Descartes, Jenna and Rutger in this series. One minute, Jenna was drinking her morning tea. This is what happened to me. And next, she was being transported again. She knew when the Miss Vamp showed up that magic was afoot. And so she closed her eyes and waited. So I invite you to do the same here as you're listening to this transmission is find somewhere where you can close your eyes for a moment or get silent and allow the magic of what's encoded in this transmission to envelop you and surround you and tease out what you most need in this now. The mist tipped toed over the threshold of her open door, enveloping her and asking her to rise. Where to this time, she thought, as she recalled the last time she had succumbed to the magic. There were no words as usual, only a beckoning to follow. And so Jenna put down her blueberry biscuit, slipped on her fairy boots, and made her way outside. Deep forest green mist enveloped her, and she walked towards the woods. She had delighted in them, even when Rutger had suggested a house in the city. She had stayed true to herself and insisted on the woods. There had been a compromise when they both decided to move in together, but it was always done with love and compassion. Jenna got her forest house, and Rutger got his charming bungalow in town. They took turns staying in both places, and of course made the magic, made the magical go wherever they both wandered. Jenna focused on following the green mist as it shrouded around her like a cape. The mist vamp was being his ever mysterious self, always wanting to captivate and allure rather than just blatantly move forward. Jenna could hear children playing, and she moved towards that sound. 
It was a boy and a girl, both tall for their age of what seemed to be seven or eight. Were they twins? Jenna couldn't tell from this distance, but it seemed that they were calling her home. That was strange, she thought, and wondered if maybe it was Merlin playing games again. He liked to show her things that could be called premonitions. But who knows, Jenna thought, anything is possible. That's what you need to be thinking at this time. This time, like anything is freaking possible during this next month or so, this next 45 days, anything is possible. The twins gestured for Jenna to follow and the Miss Vamp swirled around the fairy children and beckoned them on together. Jenna felt dreamy and sleepy and she wanted to lie down, but this was no time for sleep for there was work to be done. Treasure awaited and the twins smiled as the boy will call Michael took a penny out of his pocket. He trolled it around what appeared to be a penny and it swirled into a gold doubloon. He winked at Jenna. The girl we'll call Myler said something that Jenna couldn't quite make out. It sounded like when you follow the mother, when you follow the father, the mother returns, but that made absolutely no sense. So she just focused on Michael and the Miss Vamp and they moved further into the woods. There's some message there for somebody with that. I don't know what she's trying to convey. The gold doubloon had shifted again, and now Michael held the, oh, this is where it gets really multidimensional, you guys. The gold doubloon shifted again, and now Michael held a dragon egg of pure gold. Is this the moment? He put the egg down on the ground and took in a deep breath. He turned around three times, and then in an ancient dialect that no one present could understand, said the incantation and put the dragon's breath on the egg through a series of fire breaths. One, two, three times he breathed the dragon fire onto the egg. I'm going to get emotional. I don't even know why. It slipped under the earth and that was that. The twins waved at Jenna and poof, they were gone, save for the shiny gold doubloon that lay where Michael had just been. The mist vamp, satisfied with his concoction, willed Jenna to follow him further. She went willingly, and soon they stood at a cliff overlooking the point. The lake below was shimmering, and a special spot that Jenna always referred to as the Pirate's Cove glistened back. At that, the gold doubloon rattled on down the hill. It sounded like the waves on a Spanish galleon rather than some old coin, and Jenna, the mist vamp, and the doubloon prattled on down the hill towards the lake in Pirate's Cove. Jenna's mind flashed back quickly to her blueberry biscuit and the time that must have surely passed by now, but the mist vamp shushed her quietly, knowing full well that time with him was only in the blink of an eye. Oh my God, you guys. Okay, why am I getting emotional? I don't, oh frig. Okay, hold on. Let me just tease out a couple of things. I guarantee you, if you invite the Miss Vamp in, he's going to show you exactly what you need to see. So for those of you that are very experienced with doing this work, I mean, this is a little more advanced, like um, even this is not advanced necessarily, like just invite him in and see what he shows you. He's going to only bring you to the level that is most comfortable for you in this now, because he can go very deep. And I will share with you why I'm saying that. 
So here we've just got a, a book, right? We've, we've got a freaking book. It's channeled, obviously. I open myself up to spirit and the spirits of these stories and, the, and, and it just flows out in automatic writing. Number one, that's magical in and of itself. <laughs> it's okay. One. Number two, there's some premonitions coming through here. Merlin is back. Whenever When Merlin shows up, that's a bringers of the light to me. That's Avalon. That Oh my God. It's in front That's the Lady of the Lake. That's the Tor. These all show up in these books. There's work to be done. And I told you guys I was bringing back Sisters for the Sword in a new kind of a venue. And so multidimensionally, that has worked itself into this book. So this is what's coming up for the next 45 days. I know some of you are very, um, really wanting really wanting that um that outlet again that that time with the with with the, i would never say the time with the ancestors but the time to do the work that i've been talking about and we had sisters for the sword and we kind of did it for a little while it went away and i told you i wanted to bring it back and it is coming back as Oh my God, why is this part, this part is making me emotional for some reason. It's like a homecoming, you guys. So it's a, it's a breathing and a birthing of an emerging and a melding of two very sacred unions of two very sacred um, tribes, so to speak. So we're bringing back sisters, sisters for the sword, and we're bringing back, we're bringing them together with the brothers, Brotherhood of the Rose. So we've got the Sisters of the Sword and the Brotherhood of the Rose. And I will, I have been gifted with the opportunity to lead us um, as the um, Rainbow Rose Order. This goes so deep. This one channeling. So this is a combination of Lemurian and Arthurian Grail lines. This is all of my grid keepers, gatekeepers, and dragon guardians as part of this rainbow rose order. I told you I wanted to bring the masculine in because I have quite a few masculine, divine masculine followers and listeners. Um, so Sisters for the Sword and Brotherhood of the Rose, we are uniting as the rainbow rose order. We will be, will be working with Merlin again and we have a rainbow rose initiation coming up to officially kick that series off. And what just happened in this story between these, tw first of all, twins, very synchronistic. Um, for those of you that are wanting a divine counterpart relationship, um, a soul flame, the twins, the union of the flames of a divine masculine and divine feminine is very synchronistic. For those of you looking to conceive and have children, twins is very synchronistic right now. I feel that there's twins out there that are looking to be birthed and come on in. Um, the names were also very um, multidimensional. So when the twin, the male twin Michael came in, I was like, okay, I already know that's Archangel Michael. Um, coming in to help us with an Archangel Michael to me is synonymous with soul purpose and soul mission. Um, so coming in to help you with your soul purpose and your soul mission for our Rainbow Rose Order. We just got a huge download in this chapter about, I told you I've been wanting to work with dragon eggs. I didn't really know what we were supposed to be doing with them yet. And this twin Michael just 
showed us how we are supposed to work with these dragon eggs in this channeling. So for those of you that are going to break off with me and do rainbow rose order work, um, we will be teasing out this chapter even further, working with the dragon's breath and understanding what the heck we're doing with these dragon's eggs because this is grid work. This is actual work with Gaia. Golly, this one goes really deep. Okay, there's a lot to do here because it's making me really emotional. So this is like work of the heart, work from the heart for Gaia, for our ascension, for our planet, for our um, ancient lineages to continue on in a new way. And so there's a lot to tease out there. Um, this other twin, Myler, and I, you know, I didn't want to call her Myler. I'm like, what the heck is that? That's a balloon. That's like a shiny balloon. It's like, well, that's what she is. She's like a shiny balloon that, um, that holds, they're saying she's her own monad. Holy crap. Okay, so Myler, the other twin, is her own monad. I don't have no idea what that means. We're going to be working heavily off of just this one chapter, I think, for the next 45 days. But her thing that she said that Jenna was like, I don't know what that means. It, sound, it sounded like when you, when you follow the father, the mother returns. We're going to have to set that aside for a minute. And I guess Myler will be back in the future. To um, this sounds like it's work for the next six months. This whole chapter, this whole monad that was I, I call it a monad because when I call it a monad, it's like it's one big body of stuff, and all this other stuff kind of trickles down out of it. And so, we've got this work with Myler to do, and then in addition to all of that, <laughs> if that's not enough. Um, then we're going to bring in some fun and adventure um, that happens with Pirate's Cove, the Spirit Guides of Tessa Locke, Jenna and Redker, possibly the Selkies, Dartmoor coming back, and, and our Mashiba, our Cat Wizard, um, Neil coming back through as well. And whenever all those friends come back, we use those um, to tease out energies and work with them in, as energy stories and metaphors for for the journey moving forward. So that was a whole friggin' ton of stuff that just came through in 30 minutes time or so, 30 to 45 minutes. This energy is available to you if you want it. I'm not just talking about what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about the rainbow rose order and all the stuff I'm working on. I'm talking about for you and your personal goals and projects and intentions. What I just tapped into here, this whole moan out of stuff that just downloaded for me, that similar thing is, is available for you. And for some of you, it is, you know, yeah, it's for some of you, it is like, yeah, I want to be part of the rainbow rose order and I want to join the initiation and, and do some of that light work. And oh yeah, big, big chills there. For others of you, it is like, um, I want to see what this means to me. What is What does some of this other stuff mean? And for some of you, it's just projects unknown that now is the time. It's a very potent window to bring forth some of your stuff that you've been wanting to do. Let me tell you, like I just said, I have like a lot of unfinished books. And I said this morning, remember, words are spells and you have to watch what you say very carefully. I'm not 100% with it yet, you know, but I do catch myself at times saying things. I'm like, whoa, take, take that back. I'm not putting that out there. But I did this morning and say, you know, I want to finish some project this year before we go into the darker half of the year when it gets, you know, the energy levels aren't as high. You know, I want to at least finish a book 
fucking a card deck or something. So it's like, here comes that energy to help these things get birthed into reality. So maybe with my twins, it's, well, who knows? That's multidimensional too. I don't want to go there, but maybe some of it is I'll at least get to finish like a book and a, another card deck or something before I have to kind of like, you know, settle down a little bit. So that, <laughs> holy smokes. And I'm getting throat chakra. So a lot of you, I think, want this, but you're doubting it or you're not sure. I'm talking about this. This is whatever this is for you. The, any of this that I've just talked about. You want it, but you're still a little unsure. And so there's some work to do around the throat chakra. So I am going to bring in some light language right now. I'm going to bring in some fairy blessings, um, some leprechaun, you know, me and my leprechaun, some leprechaun light language, because it is time to claim your pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Any, any thoughts or feelings of being in a suspended state of being in a four- um, it, it being in that hangman state are over now. And so it really is time to take action. So let's finish this off with some fairy and leprechaun light language. And I will then send you on your way. They're calling you to confidence. Um, they're going to help clear your throat. Throat is where you're birthing these things from. Put on your fairy boots and let's get going. My butt, my butt, my butt of gold at the end of a rainbow. Love you, love. All those wishes and dreams are just bursting at the seams and waiting, waiting, waiting for you. Are you going to take up this? Are you letting Jacob in the journey and take the pot of gold and do something with my darn pot of gold I'm offering you? It's there for you. Take it, take it. It's yours for the taking. Oh my god, he's so silly. Holy shmakarate. Alright, you guys. I'm gonna leave it here for now. I have no idea how long this recording was. Um, but much more to follow. I love you all very much, and I hope you have a magical, blessed time whenever you encounter this transmission. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Mugwort Mavens. You know who you are. All those not-so-normal people out there who just are a little bit more magical than some of our other worldly folks. Mugwort Mavens is here to support you with whatever your magical needs are, be it a sprig of mugwort, a mandrake root, or a blessed belladonna flower come to mugwort mavens for your magical needs <laughs>